So someone once suggested to me that when I'm feeling blue, I should sit down with the Bible, close my eyes, flip it open, and point to a verse. And that verse would have the inspiration I'd need. God would guide my hands to the very verse meant just for me, just at that moment. Now, I was very early on in coming back to church. I was yearning for God. I was yearning to understand Jesus, but I had not yet taken any Bible study classes or even read the Bible, and I thought this was a great idea. And I secretly hoped that I could just do this flipping and pointing instead of actually having to read the whole thing. which I'd already discovered was kind of hard to do on your own. But if you've ever tried the flip and point technique, you'll know it does not always produce inspirational pick-me-ups. And perhaps the person who suggested it had such a good foundation in Scripture that just reading a verse would call to her mind the whole context of the passage perhaps the whole context of the book and where that book fits into Scripture. And then it would have had meaning, but not me. I tried two or three times and never got that God shot of comfort that I expected, so I gave up in frustration. So I totally identify with Peter in today's Gospel reading. When Jesus asks him the hard question, who do you say that I am? Peter, in his enthusiasm for Jesus, confidently proclaims, you are the Messiah. Peter's seen Jesus perform miracles. Peter's taken the bold leap to follow Jesus and follow his compelling light and message and teachings. And I totally identify with Peter when he immediately rejects the tough description Jesus gives of the Messiah's path, undergoing great suffering, rejected by religious authorities, being killed, then raised again after three days. The picture Jesus paints is of a suffering Messiah, and that's not what Peter or his disciples wanted. And Jesus' suffering is not new to us because we have the benefit of knowing that the cross is the way Jesus' life will come to an end. And we know that Jesus does rise again. We have Easter. Peter may have gotten the title right, but he got the meaning wrong. And the big reveal behind what Jesus is teaching is that the nature of the divine, the nature of God, is far more than a far-off abstraction of infinite, eternal, unchanging wisdom and love. The great mystery is in God becoming flesh, human flesh. God's suffering, Jesus' suffering in this very world, and in that suffering, transforming it and transforming death into new life. Now, this is the true nature of the divine. So Jesus gives Peter and the disciples a description of what ultimately following him and following this suffering Christ 
will look like. And it's not an easy picture. It's not a quick shot of inspiration. Jesus says, if any want to be my followers, let them deny themselves. Following means giving up things that we might think the Messiah will be, and we need to follow in a way that honors the Messiah who is here and now in us, with us, and in our suffering. The call to follow means beginning to define ourselves in Jesus' image. The call to follow means giving up attachments of what defines us outside of Jesus' image. Now, the self-denial is not self-annihilation, but a complete redefinition of ourselves into the form of Christ and into the ways of Christ instead of being formed in the ways of the world. Now, Jesus' suffering came from his encounter with the way the world lived. His living was living without heed to social and popular religious norms that were oppressive or confining. Jesus lived into upholding the dignity of all human beings. He reached out to the marginalized, He hung out with the people that society rejected. And he, in the words of scripture, brought good news to the poor. As one theologian describes it, being redefined in the image of God is like being all in. It's about 100% commitment to use our gifts, our skills, our talents, our resources, so that others might experience God's love made known in Jesus Christ. This is the nature of self-denial that Jesus calls us to, being shaped by his love, to share his love. Now, it's a call to be more than a good person. It's a call to stand up for justice. It's a call to stand up for this full dignity of every human being. And the type of self-denial Jesus calls for is tricky for any of us who've already had ourselves denied by systems of oppression or violence. Our first steps in faith when we have this background, our first steps are often discovering how beloved our true selves are in the eyes of God. So Jesus' call to deny ourselves is not to deny this fundamental divine dignity, not to deny the fullness of our humanity, but rather to embrace how we're called to live into that divine integrity. The self Jesus calls us to give up is the self attached to how the world sees us and not how God sees us. We're to give up the way we shape our lives and our personal choices to serve worldly definitions of who we are, to serve how impressed people will be by our wealth, by our creativity, by whatever it is we want to be judged by on earthly standards. Instead, we're called to give that up and follow Jesus and have him shape our lives. This is all about commitment 
an all-in commitment to following Jesus. This is all about surrender, surrender to, surrendering to Jesus all the ways that we don't walk in his path. Surrendering to be remade, reformed, transformed by Jesus into his loving image so that we can love others and be his loving image for others. And then that brings us right back to suffering. Because when we start rejecting worldly definitions of who we are and definitions that we may have internalized and are trying to live into, there will be suffering and grief. And that suffering and grief is described by Jesus to his disciples in this way. Those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. Those of us who choose to give ourselves over to the way of Jesus will experience suffering, perhaps at the hands of our family, our community, or society at large, just as Jesus did on the cross. We will be standing up for things that are good and loving. We will be speaking truth to powers of this world. And we will experience rejection, just like Jesus did at the end. He was rejected by the authorities who nailed him to the cross. He was rejected by the very same people, the crowds who had hailed him the week before when he entered into Jerusalem. He was rejected by the very disciples he's teaching who were nowhere to be found at the foot of the cross. And even Peter, who we see so eagerly following Jesus in this passage, denies him three times at the end. I do not know this man. Our Messiah suffered. Yet in that suffering and in our rejection of him, he loved us and he loves us. Our Messiah tells us we too will suffer when we stand up for truth, justice, and the liberation of all people. We too will be rejected, perhaps by those we love. But that suffering and rejection will be transformed into new life. Jesus tells us when we lose our lives for his sake, when we lose our lives in the name of the gospel, in the name of the good news, we will actually be saving our lives. And our lives actually will be easier. Lives of serenity, of peace, of joy and unending love. That is the new life. By going all in with Jesus, we will be transformed in ways we likely can't imagine, in ways that won't be the quick band-aid fix of one little verse out of Scripture. Jesus beckons us to follow this way and surrender into his loving grace. And as our suffering Messiah, he is with us here and now in our flesh and blood as we too encounter backlash, rejection, and pain. This is the true path of new life, life where suffering and death don't get the last word, but where they're transformed. So let us consider giving up our lives for love's sake, for Jesus' sake, 
The former Archbishop of Canterbury, Michael Ramsey, put it this way, less self, more Jesus. That is the point of what we believe. So let us go forth and follow Jesus, loving one another not just with our lips but with our lives and giving ourselves to his service. For only in a life given away for Jesus' sake is a life worth living. Amen.